The only way to make sense of what is happening around the world today is to think about what tomorrow is going to be like. I mean the prophecies of the Bible. A bunch of them have not been fulfilled yet, and we expect that they will, literally, just as all the others have been. And so we take a few minutes on Sunday morning to suggest news or trends out in the world that you would expect based on your reading of Bible prophecy. Uh, to avoid sensationalism, we, we tie what we say to certain news items or uh, news posts. Uh, it doesn't make them right, but we don't want to just be making stuff up uh, because then you get into this sensationalism and it turns people off. And we're not saying that the things we report on are the definite fulfillment of prophecy, only that they're what you'd expect to be happening. Stumbled upon a 2017 article from Georgia Southern University. It was published in the American Journal of Management. It was titled, Is Globalization a Fulfillment of Christian Biblical Prophecy? Uh, globalization or one world government or uh, just uh, a global government that the Bible seems to talk about in the book of the Revelation where all the nations of the world will surrender their sovereignty and uh, be under the rule of the Antichrist. And so this paper took that on and it concluded this. Until our generation, it has been impossible for any one person or government to completely control the world's economic system. The changes that have taken place over the past 50 or 60 years, however, economically and politically, have paved the way for a unified government and unified economic system. The changes have been gradual and in the eyes of the world have been part of a normal course of business. Globalization has become commonplace. Changes in technology excite the average consumer by creating conveniences never before experienced. The integration of global culture, politics, and economies are embraced worldwide. However, the prophecies of the writers of Daniel and Revelation are being fulfilled before our eyes. Even a few years ago, uh, we would present some of these uh, scriptures and really struggle to try and figure out how could that ever happen, right? I remember years and years ago, uh, when I was just a wee lad, uh, but they were talking about the beast, and they said, well, that's the name of a computer in Belgium that takes up a whole building that's going to, you know, control, and you'd think, that's stupid, uh, you know, and, and so we used to try, people used to try and suggest things that were, they didn't make sense, but now, I mean, you could get up tomorrow morning and be part of a global economic system, have no cash, only a card, and what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Uh, and so, but even if they don't do it overnight, everything that we've talked about is in place now to fulfill what the revelation says. Not that these things are definitely going to be it, maybe, maybe not, but it could happen. One of the driving forces of this globalism today is uh, the concern over climate change. Everybody wants to save the planet. And to do so, organizations like the UN and the New, uh, World Economic Forum are pushing a radical agenda that would severely impact human freedom. There's one issue that is in the background of all of this, unspoken, now a part of the discussion. You know, we talk about the elephant in the room. This is the Kevorkian in the room. Too many people, not enough resources, or uh, is the mantra that you're hearing. However, you know, they're not suggesting the solution to population. But what is beginning to emerge is almost unthinkable. It's sort of a let people kill themselves or why don't we just go ahead and kill them mentality. 
Now, James Cameron isn't somebody anybody follows. He's not a politico. He has a radical environmental agenda, if you've seen Avatar or the new one. What's the name of the new one? Way of Water. Anyway, uh, so he is an environmental guy, uh, and he said something during an interview that's interesting. I think we'll hear more people, not just celebrities, talking about this. He said, I can relate to Thanos. I thought he had a pretty viable answer. The problem is nobody's going to put up their hand to volunteer to be the half that has to go. If you've been living under a rock and don't know who Thanos is, he's the big bad villain in the Marvel comic universe who decided that uh, the whole universe needs to be saved on an environmental scale because there's too many people or you know aliens and not enough resources. And so the crux of it is he snaps his fingers, kills arbitrarily half of the population of the universe so that the other half can live happy. And of course, the Avengers ruin that. They'd rather live sad and be alive. So anyway, uh, it's the indomitable human spirit, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, and you'll see online in different places uh, the little phrase, Thanos was right. It's kind of a, a joke, but uh, it's happening. Uh, the good people at Not the Bee commented, a lot of the push from the World Economic Forum and other environmental causes these days are following the ideas of Paul Ehrlich, who thinks the ideal population of the Earth is one and a half to two billion, which, if you're keeping track, means a reduction of way more than half of the humans on the planet. Canada knows how to eliminate people. Euthanasia in Canada is legal in its voluntary form. It's called Medical Assistance in Dying, MAID, M-A-I-D. And it first became legal along with assisted suicide in June of 2016 to end the suffering of terminally ill adults. So that was not too long ago uh, for that specific purpose. In March of 2021, the law was amended to permit assisted euthanasia in additional uh, situations, including patients whose natural death was not reasonably foreseen. Uh, and so they didn't really have a reason, you know, cancer wasn't eating them up or anything like that. They next amended it to legalize both physician-administered euthanasia, PAE, and physician-assisted suicide, PAS, and to give, uh, to govern rather, access to both procedures. The bill disallowed medically-assisted death on the grounds of mental illness, long-term disability, or any curable condition and did not make it available to minors. They amended it again to allow for euthanasia because of mental illness. Don't vacation in Canada if you're from California because you're mentally ill if you live here. But anyway, <laughs> you can only try so much to say, I live in the Central Valley. It's not California, okay? Doesn't work. They are talking, now this is crazy, but it's real. They are talking about amending it again to allow state-sponsored suicide for children without age limit and without parental consent if it's necessary. In 2021, more than 10,000 people died by euthanasia in Canada. So it's not, it's not just a few people. The number of people in the world with access now to euthanasia or physician-assisted suicide is over 200 million and growing. Uh, this is from an older article, 2012. The figures are right, but I couldn't find anything newer. Despite safeguards, more than 500 people in the Netherlands are euthanized involuntarily every year. In 2005, more than 560 people were administered lethal substances without having given explicit consent. For every five people euthanized, one is euthanized without having given consent. 
Attempts at bringing those cases to trial have failed, providing evidence that the judicial system has become more tolerant of such transgressions. You've been for surgery or treatments and stuff. They ask you a hundred times what your name is, and they put tags all over your body. They practically tattoo you, right, with, with your name. How hard is it to look at the last second for a, hey, do we have a consent form on this person we're about to kill? Ah, do it anyway. The courts aren't going to do anything. It's really fostering a, a, a terrible attitude towards the sanctity of all life. In Belgium, the rate of involuntary and non-voluntary euthanasia deaths without explicit consent is three times higher than in the Netherlands. I list this under globalism. You might think that's a stretch. So let's list it under murder. Satan is a murderer. You'd expect an uptick in murders going into the Great Tribulation because that's the time he's going to shine. And, uh, of course, you know, we can make a case that just in the United States, murders are on the rise. But murders are really on the rise when you get into euthanasia and suicide. It's self-murder, but it's still murder. Uh, and so these are very, very difficult, weird times. Uh, it's all kind of converging and coming together. Uh, we could just do prophecy updates back to back all morning uh, with the things that are happening in the world today. It is stage setting for the seven year great tribulation. Uh, at some point, God is going to rapture the church. The dead in Christ will rise. Living believers will be caught up. At some point after that, maybe not immediately, but soon after, the tribulation will begin. It begins when the man who turns out to be the Antichrist enters into a peace treaty with the nation of Israel, guaranteeing their safety, okay? Uh, we want to be ready for the rapture. <laughs> Are you ready? If not, get ready and stay ready and keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus. amen.